Welcome to Wellbeing with Manny in conversation with. What we hear and listen to throughout our day can shape how we feel. If we feed and nourish our soul with wholesome conversations from everyday people filled with positive stories, we may feel less alone and even inspired. We're all working through our own stuff and sometimes you need to hear that you are doing amazing, which you are. Wellbeing with Manny in conversation with is listening to others talk about how they have journeyed life so far, how they keep their well-being in check and how they keep their mindset positive. This is not always possible, but sometimes they share some really good tips on how they improve their well-being just for those days when they're not feeling quite the ticket. Welcome to this Wellbeing with Manny in conversation with community. I really just wanted to build something special that people can feel part of, feel seen and feel valued. Some of the people we speak to have really inspirational stories and hopefully it can resonate with you, make you stop, reflect and also just pick up some top tips along the way. So thank you again for being here and thanks for sharing your time with us. Here's the show. everyone just jumping in to give a quick shout out to the sponsor of this series of well-being with money in conversation with and that's the amazing IA hair and beauty now I don't know about you but as someone who has a very busy life with lots going on an hour hair or beauty appointment can feel like a real treat an absolute essential non-negotiable bit of self-care Sometimes I know that all I need is a fresh French manicure to make me feel a bit brighter. I don't think we should underestimate these little acts of kindness and the impact that they have in our busy lives. So we have a special treat for you, a 15% one-time code across all the IA hair and beauty range. So if that's a gel polish, or beautiful nail art and you just need to jump over to Instagram to see the amazing nail art that Isabel does or a fresh new trim or colour then IA Hair and Beauty is the best. Go to IA Hair and Beauty on Instagram or Facebook and DM Isabel quoting the podcast for your 15% off treat. Enjoy! Welcome back to Wellbeing with Manny in conversation with and today as you will see, we are with a live guest from the living room, from the new sofa. Um, so yeah, I was really excited to invite the next guest onto the channel because we live in the same place. Therefore, we just thought it'd be so nice to get away from Zoom and to do it face to face. So we welcome to the channel, Ellen Murray. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks so, so much. It's so good to have you here. So Ellen, do you want to just introduce yourself and what it is that you do? Yeah. So I'm Ellen Murray. I'm a mindset and empowerment coach for high achieving women who are overwhelmed on the brink of burnout. I help them to work on prioritising their own well-being and overcoming things like self-doubt, perfectionism, people pleasing and ultimately growing their self-worth. Amazing, amazing. All the stuff that we want to hear about on the channel. So um, we'll start as I always do. So I always ask everyone, what does well-being mean to you? Oh, great question. Um, for me, well, true well-being means looking after the emotional part, the mental part, the physical mm -hmm. part and the soul. So when you combine the four things together and you're looking after them all, they're in alignment 
um, you feel connected to all four areas. For me, that's true well-being. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. Um, so you've got a really amazing inspirational story to tell. Um, <laughs> I think, and I know everybody at home will think so as well. So just tell us a little bit about you and what you used to do and then the big kind of seismic shift that happened that has led you to where you are today. Yeah, so for the last 10 years, up until 2020, I had um, a fitness and nutrition business. So it was, um, you know, it started off just a really small me starting out in uh, teaching a few classes and it grew to a level I could never have expected. We were across Merseyside in like five different locations. Um, we had 400 members, but over the years we'd had thousands of women come through the programmes, team of like 10 staff, um, just like a really, you know, successful business. I absolutely mm. loved what I did, you know, it was very driven very driven to help people that's always been my main driver with it mm. um and then it all changed in 2020 um during the pandemic um so like a lot of fitness businesses we went straight online um which was fine um but as you know I've got two little kids and at the time they were just one and just three mm. so really little um I'm trying to get this online, manage the team, mm. be really present for the members as well as being there for my family. You know, when you've got little kids, it's a full-time job, isn't it? Yeah. You can't even leave them for like 10 minutes. No. <laughs> <laughs> All the parents out there are going, yep, yeah, I remember lockdown. <laughs> I mean, how did everybody do it? Yeah, it's mad. Um, so I definitely felt the pressure of that mm. during lockdown, but we were all just getting through, weren't we? Um, but I think subconsciously, I must have been really, really stressed out. Mm. Um, my body was definitely giving me signs, um, and it had been for the previous year, um, even before lockdown. Um, I'd gone back to work quite quickly after having me, my second child, mm. um, and I was feeling exhausted all the time, which again you put it down to having two young kids running a business and this is what we are yeah um every month I was getting like really sore throat mouthful of ulcers and I'd just drink Lucasade and think come on get on with it yeah. like you're running a business you've got kids just get on with it mm. show up be on stage dancing teaching me dance fitness <laughs> but I was loving it it was yeah. just my body wasn't loving it and this went on for months and months and months and every time I'd take a little bit of time off like a holiday I'd always get tonsillitis and you hear a lot of teachers do that don't you it's yeah. like you've been running on this adrenaline this cortisol and then as soon yeah. as you give yourself permission it's like your body just brings out all yeah you know? yeah um and then that happened that kept happening and then in 2020 the June so a couple of months in lockdown I got the usual sore throat ulcers and I was like, oh, I can't, I can't take time off. I've got too much to do. Mm. But, it, you know, and your body just forces you. Um, and I remember being laying in bed, feeling guilty, because obviously, you know, my husband's doing everything with the kids. Yeah. And that's what we do. Yeah, <laughs> the guilt. Yeah, the mum guilt. The mum guilt. <laughs> and I remember messaging one of my clients, my boot campus, she's a nurse, and, you know, we had a, had a great relationship with all my members, and saying to her, like, oh, do you think I need antibiotics? And she said, send me a picture of your throat. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Camera in your mouth. 
tell you what we're doing <laughs> she's like oh it looks spiral she said you just need rest and i remember so clearly saying i can't rest i've got two little kids i've got a business i can't rest and that was my mentality yeah. it always was always had been and that for me is like a pivotal moment where if you know if only i could go back and go ellen listen to you what you need nothing is worth trying to your body is so clever yeah um and after that i never got better um i thought you know oh it's just it's just taking a while to this virus is lingering but eight weeks down the line i was still like i was telling you i yeah. had a staff meeting like a two-hour meeting one day and i was in bed for like six hours after it and then went to bed at the night time it was like any level of exertion i did mm. would have a big payback and for me, it was like a million yeah. miles an hour. And yeah. Always energetic. My job was teaching people, you know, fitness and positive and, you know, yeah. healthy lifestyle. For me, that was like, whoa, what yeah. is this? Like, I'm used to being the energetic person who can do everything. And this went on and on. So I finally took some time off work mm -hmm. in 2020. First time ever of switching everything off. Even after having the kids, you know, I never gave myself that permission to switch yeah. off. And it was during that month I had these, like, realisations that actually this isn't working for me anymore. Like, my body is crying. You know, it gets, like, your body whispers at you for a while. It's screaming. screaming. Yep. And it was just then I, like, I realised, like, I can't do this anymore, which mm. was heartbreaking because you know when you do something you love it becomes yeah. part of you it's your identity isn't yeah. it especially when it's something like dance or yeah. fitness you'll know like yeah. from your work it's it's a big part of who you are yeah um but i ended up making the decision at that point that i was gonna close the business which wow. you know had on staff yeah full-time staff uh, and, and for people who aren't from round here I mean it, your name was synonymous with with the place where we live you know everybody everybody really knew you you know and, and I I you know for people that don't know I, I went to a few of the the dance classes especially the glow fits which I absolutely loved and you were incredible everybody said so Aww. and it must have <laughs> well it's true but also just for people who don't know you know who aren't from here you know it was it was it's everybody knew who you were and if you want if you were feeling like you wanted to get a bit more on a fitness drive or whatever that that's who you contacted you know so you know obviously jump back into your story but I just wanted to highlight that for everyone that this is huge you know you've grown this business from nothing to having 10 staff to having all programs having loads of people you know yeah. I mean getting it, it was a multi-six-figure business you know yeah. which I could never have, have dreamed of you know no. that wasn't ever the the drive with it but it, you know it did grow to I look back and think how did I do that you know yeah. but it was all very passion driven mm -hmm. it was very intense passion though yeah. um and that can only go on for so long that intense passion until yeah. it's you know gotta gotta be some balance hasn't there mm, but absolutely at that level for so long yeah yeah um <clears throat> so it was a big thing and obviously a lot of down had affected the business but you know the passion I had I knew I could have built it back up but my body was like no way you're doing that it was like the universe stepped in and was like you can't this isn't for you anymore like it's not healthy anymore mm. and luckily I've always been quite a spiritual person mm. 
because I've needed it the last yeah. two years to yeah to get through these changes. Like I knew there was always there was there must have been a deeper reason for me not being able to do what I'd always done. Yeah, because my body just would not let me try and do it, and then I'd be ill for days. Yeah, and it was like, well, what am I gonna do? So yeah. I'd always had this passion for helping people with feel good in themselves and I just used the method of fitness nutrition and I thought no this is the time now to really go that deeper level and work with mindset Mm. I had this plan that I would move into the coaching space um, and close the business and had this plan but my body again it was like wasn't just physical it was cognitive like any too much like cognitive energy and I'd be ill yeah and it I, f- I finally, after loads of tests and everything, um, got to the bottom of it, and it was a, it's a chronic illness. It was mm. ME, so it's called ME or uh, chronic fatigue syndrome. Mm. Well, like I don't think that does it justice, really. It's no. um, it's not just tiredness. It's like it's basically when you your body you've been working in fight or flight for so long. You know the adrenaline, the cortisol like a handbrake goes on in your body and it's like no you can't do this anymore um so like it gives you physical symptoms so mine's always throat swollen glands Mm -hmm. i've just been to disney come back with like massive glands (laughs) because i've got around disney um and it's it's basically a way of your body saying you can't do this anymore Mm. but it, it is chronic yeah um, so after that diagnosis, it was like my whole world fell apart at that yeah. point. It was the doctors were like, I don't, don't think you'll probably ever work again. You definitely won't do physical stuff, but whether you'll be able to work, um, this is this is you now. That yeah. that was what they said, and and that's so huge for someone who has spent all of their lives doing, you know, being a professional dancer, but then moving into the fitness world everything you did was physical how mm. at that I mean you know at that moment how did you how, how what what were you feeling if you if, um, if you can share I just remember being in our um one of the rooms downstairs and like lying on the floor looking at the sunshine like coming in thinking what is happening <laughs> like yeah. you know like Disbelief. one of those moments yeah. it's like everything around you is breaking down and you're just like laying there thinking like yeah <laughs> yeah but I almost felt quite serene like mm. this, that's the right word serene. yeah yeah like just calm about it but yeah. like there were points where I was literally breaking down like I think mentally I really did struggle with it mm. um but I did always have that that faith that it was there was a reason behind it I yeah. was going through hell but there was a reason yeah and also being the kind of person I am I was always like oh but there's people worse off than you and I've realized now that doesn't always serve you to be like that no, it's just it diminish you're feeling how you're feeling and it's valid you yeah. know um but it was also coming to terms with other people not getting it mm. you know it took it took the official diagnosis from the doctor for my husband to go all oh, right, so you actually aren't well, and then yeah. I'd been it's been going on for like eight months. Yeah, all <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, and the other people around me going, oh, she's not just a bit depressed or yeah. a bit bit upset about her business. It's like she's actually, you know, that's it. That's something that that strikes me actually, and I've had this conversation a few times with people. 
do you think and 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 I'm not trying to make it gender specific here but do you think that's a specific female thing that we just push through whatever that when we're poorly it's almost like we have to have something official for it to be valid absolutely yeah. which is really wrong isn't it yeah but I think it's so ingrained in us as women to keep going yeah. keep everything together it's like you know it's it's the way we're made up isn't it to yeah. look after and nurture, yes, nurture which is a beautiful thing yeah isn't it? and we but love it at the same time it can be quite detrimental yeah. when you're not looking after yourself first yeah um, and, and now I'm like completely the opposite I'm so hot on you know prioritizing my well-being yeah. um, that comes before anything even the family which I know people listening might think oh but I know that if I don't look after myself the kids haven't got a mum that's fit and able so yes. it's selfish for me to not look after myself yeah I heard someone say the other day a lovely thing which I really like which is uh, you can't pour from an empty cup which yeah. I love and it's so true isn't it you you know for so long we've we've maybe called self-care or prioritizing ourselves selfish but it's it's anything but mm. um you know I was talking about this with someone the other day when you make time for yourself you become more productive and you everywhere. can you're everywhere else and you have the energy and time for other people you yeah. know because when you don't have the time to give someone your energy then you're not giving them what they deserve exactly because yeah. you when you give someone the, the the time they deserve and you're nourished meaning you can give them full energy that they deserve that's when it that's when the magic connection happens isn't it totally couldn't um, agree more with you yeah i actually say now to my clients like it's actually selfish to not look after yourself. Mm. A bit harsh. Love that. <laughs> yeah, we're all about the straight talking here. And I'm, I'm not that straight talking. I'm quite a softly, you know, nurturing. But yeah. I am so passionate about that, about mm. the importance of it. Because I've been on the side of it where I haven't prioritised myself. And yeah. I ended up in a, you know, with a chronic illness. Yeah. And it's, it's nothing's worth that. Yeah. Like, no, it's not. You know, we think we've got to be the best mum, be most, you know, achieving our jobs. And, you know, that's all important, but it's got to be done in a mm. healthy way. Yeah. There's no point doing all that if you're feeling shit and got yeah, the energy. Yeah, absolutely. And do you think that's one of the main reasons that in your coaching world, you you your main focus is the high achieving women? Because it's so aligned with what you still are but what you were in your kind of other life and how you can maybe help balance that better for people absolutely yeah um so many of the women i work with and me a few years ago you know not mm. necessarily business owners a lot of them are you know employed but kind of managers and you know but definitely mm. the the high achieving the the traits the, the people pleasers the the push 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 the yeah I just recognize so much of it and I know I've got the skills and the tools now to really help those people to mm. realize that it doesn't have to be that way no. like you can still achieve what you want to achieve but when it's coming from this like healthier place mm. and of prioritizing your well-being mm. everything's just better like, yeah it's, you're not operating out of fear anymore no I mean it, it the, the work I do it does go quite deep you know, in peeling back a lot of layers to 
why why we're operating this system you can mm. build more like positive foundations yeah um and you know so much of it goes back to how we've been wired for a long time yeah from beliefs from childhood yeah and... i was going to ask that is that has there been some common themes as to why why people do operate like that why do we almost like drive and drive and drive and drive and drive without taking time for ourselves is is there, is there something that's come up about is there a common theme is it is it a lot to do with our environment our childhood what what where would you say um so many clients of mine and and looking at myself it goes back to like certain needs not being met in childhood so a lot of my clients have been through therapy i've i went through it myself mm -hmm. and just realized like certain needs weren't met so you try to meet them yourself it's okay. like the subconscious is driving it even though the logical part of you knows yeah you know i don't need to do this but there's always this subconscious drive of you need to do more you need to be more it, most people it comes down to not feeling enough yeah um i always say there's four key things that people are always working from either not feeling enough um fear of not being enough um that's that's one same one mm -hmm. fear of being judged fear yeah. of being abandoned that's a big mm. one and fear of failure or success so there's like four that kind of run through I everybody most of the women i work with comes down to fear of not not being enough and fear of rejection yeah or abandonment yeah and that aligns really well as well with with the performance world you know all of that happens all the time with performers and creatives kind of obviously the the the, the feeling of being judged is a huge one and especially with um kind of young people training as well just that fear of being judged and fear of not being enough um and i suppose the abandonment can kind of maybe fall into rejection as yeah. well which is obviously something that that creatives have to deal with all the time it's it's something that has to become part of their lives with with an auditioning world um, absolutely yeah but i really um i'm really interested by the kind of where this not enough comes from it just seems to be so you know a kind of phrase that is bandied about so much now and yeah. um i wonder what more we can all be doing to kind of improve our own levels of self-worth and self-esteem um i wonder if you can share with us some of the things that maybe you work with your clients to obviously help people who are listening and watching things that maybe practical things that they can put into everyday use to help with that yeah you know, those feelings i'd say probably the first thing is is creating that awareness of what is underlying like what is that limiting belief there mm. like that's that's making you feel the way you feel so is it that i'm not enough mm -hmm. and once you know that then it's like well what do i want that belief to be um so i work through like a few exercises and tools on transforming these beliefs into more empowering ones and the first step of it is just like throwing doubt on this belief like is it actually true what's strange about it has it always been true and really like asking asking yourself because yeah. when it's just like doing this underneath you just program to think it's true it's true whatever you tell your brain it believes um, and yeah. when you start throwing a bit of doubt on it and it's like oh thinking of just being curious yeah what what else could i believe about myself yeah um 
But then, you know, so many people say things like affirmations and things. I mean, it's not something I I do a lot affirmations, but I do think there's a lot of power on in it. Yeah. But creating time and space for yourself is huge. Like mm. that often gives you answers. Yeah. And you have these moments of like realisation when you've got that time and space mm. and it's like actually I don't need to operate in this way yeah actually this is much more peaceful <laughs> like yeah absolutely <laughs> so I always start with like addressing practical things by like daily habits like what are you do in each day that's going to give you that time and space to connect with yourself yeah yeah so much of it is external isn't it that, yeah you know as soon as people get up it's on the phones and yeah you know like from the start of your day it's like input 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 yeah and it's like actually you need some time to like output and yeah. have no input <laughs> yeah I, I i heard something the other day that i thought was really interesting um i can't remember apologies i can't remember who it was but they were saying that that some of the problems that um she was having in her family was that, that, that her older teenagers were like overstimulated too much going on so she took everything away or, or they both took everything away from them and they were just sitting there going, I'm bored. And she's like, that's good. That's good. Because from boredom breeds creativity, yeah. new ideas. But like you say, when we are so overstimulated, it's kind of, you know, it almost feels like the brain, even though it's just so incredible, was never um, made to have such overload, such input. No. And also our eyes. Like I always, I, I feel like the eyes I feel sorry for. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And, and a lot of people talk about, um, you know, shutting off your devices an hour before bed. That's brilliant if you can do it. I mean, there's so many people I know that just can't. But that level of intake, it's just, it's, the modern day world is just not, it, it's it's not feeding us the right kind of levels of care, is it? You know, with, no. with all that. You think it's like your environment, you're not, mm. we're not, we haven't got the environment we need have we with yeah. technology so it's making that conscious choice it's mm. becoming more conscious isn't it of yeah. the choices you make so like turning your devices off and yeah. not having them straight away and like it takes a lot of discipline to do yeah. that doesn't it yeah it, it the discipline and commitment is the thing and I I often find that if I don't say something out loud or I don't write it down I won't stick to it so that's something that I think is a really good thing is that if you want to make some changes, write them down somewhere or yeah. say them out loud to someone. And I, I don't know if everybody likes this approach, but I like to be accountable to something. Absolutely. Because <laughs> if I'm not, I'm wild on my own. <laughs> you know, don't be wild. Don't be wild like me, people. You know, I, I quite like being accountable. I know um, my friend Johnny, who who avid listeners will know, was, was on the last series um episode three who does the 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 um personal training and nutrition oh, yeah. when I'd had my second child and I wanted to just kind of get back to where I was um he would often say to me if you need me you know to be that person I'll be that person so I would sometimes just message him and it just felt nice to have somebody to be accountable to and and again that 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 doesn't work for everybody but for me, I, I almost need someone to walk with me, Yeah. When, which is why I like coaches, because that's kind of what coaches do. They it's walk the alongside power, you. It's the isn't it, mm -hmm. of holding your hand and, like, yeah. you know, 
getting you there ultimately it's you doing the work but it's having that support isn't yeah it? absolutely like my sessions I do always that you know create at the end of it we have about five to ten minutes where we create these action steps that I'll hold them accountable for for the next session or yeah. checking in between and we always say like that accountability is it's huge yeah. and what people like it don't yeah they? definitely because I do think you know a lot of us we're really well intentioned and we want to do certain things but sometimes the following through with it is is tricky you know I've heard a few people say you know if you want to do a 10 minute yoga session in a morning get your yoga mat out the night before <laughs> lay your clothes out in the morning so you haven't got that tiny stumble of I need to get my mat out I need to get my clothes out it's all there for you like almost making life as easy as possible to live happier and more productively yeah. you know you can make it easier for yourself by doing those kinds of things definitely um, but it sometimes doing the stuff that's good for you that's going to help you it, you do face a bit of discomfort actually yeah. doing it because it is comfortable to do like the stuff that's not good for you <laughs> yeah exactly scroll your phone or yeah sit and watch netflix yeah it's, yeah, it's yeah. comfortable you it know is. it is so for anyone who's listening who is kind of feeling like they're ready to take some changes, some steps. Um, what would you say are some really kind of small things, small changes that people could do every day just to start to improve their, maybe their relationship with themselves, relationship with other people, just um, starting to get their mindset into um, just a, a better space, creating yeah. more space for themselves? I would say... Um being intentional, so doing some journaling in the morning, in the evening, mm. um, and getting really intentional with your day. Yeah. Um, and with, by that, I mean, like, your physical tasks, what you want to do, but yeah. how you want to feel in that day as well. So mm. setting that intention of how I want to feel this day and mm. what you're going to do in order to create that feeling. They always say feelings are created. Unless, you know, we create anxiety ourselves, we create happiness by yeah. doing the things that make us happy. So yeah. if you, in each day, have something that gives you the feeling you want, then the more you do that, the more, like, you're building on that. Yeah. The more you do it, the more it feels good, so you'll do more of it, and yeah. it just creates that momentum. But I would say just, you know, especially the women I work with, very all or nothing, don't yeah. feel like you have to do it all straight yeah. away, yeah. just... Think of like every little step you take each day. It's like that compound effect. So if you just literally started doing your morning journaling, evening journaling, like reflecting mm. on your day, what's gone well, what you've done well, yeah, what your wins were. It's like all these little things yeah. create evidence in your brain that actually, yeah, I'm doing all I'm right. Doing good. Because our brains are always wired to what could have been better, what I've done wrong. It's yeah. just the ego trying to keep us safe. So. Yeah by giving it this evidence it's like it's it's strengthening that belief in yourself and yeah. that that self-worth yeah absolutely yeah we've had a couple of people mention journaling and i i think it's a brilliant thing to do um and i really like the setting kind of that intention for the day and also at the end of the day kind of reflecting on it and do you think it's a good a good a good thing to do to reflect kind of you know i don't like using the phrases good and bad but if you've perhaps set some intentions for the day it hasn't quite gone your way it hasn't quite been the day that you wanted how do you deal with a day that's not quite gone the way that you want if you're maybe journaling at the end of the day or or just having a moment of reflection how 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 is it 
what's your view on if it's not been the greatest? I think that's such a great point and a great question. Mm. In my journaling, I have um, I have prompts in mind. I mean, I just find them, if I'm tired, it's like it's third done for yeah. me, you know. But Again, like the yoga mat. <laughs> yeah. And one of my questions is always like, what didn't go as well as I'd like mm. to or what didn't go as planned? Yeah. So I'd like literally write that and then how, how would I handle that better next time, knowing what I know now? Oh, so nice. it's like, it's acknowledging it. Yeah. But it's almost like then looking forward and how yeah. can I do it better or reframe. It again. Yeah, reframe. Mm. So it's it's not all about like positive, positive. It's like yeah. acknowledging that because there always will be good stuff, bad stuff. It's life, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. You know, and there will be days that are shit. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. When we can reflect on them and yeah. learn from them and notice the good in it, that's when it's mm. like your mindset gets stronger. And that really aligns with one of your four principles as well about the whole um what if I fail or you know what what if I succeed even <laughs> you know because I think you, I've talked a bit in the past about failure and success really living in the same place and actually when we fail it tells us something we learn something and we get another step on the on the ladder towards maybe that success and then you know with with that level of learning we grow don't we yeah and that's really important but I love um I love leaning into that so when something's not gone quite so well why what can we learn always look for the lessons of what we can learn I really I really like that kind of view now actually um a guy I've worked with a few times now he's, he's amazing he's like he's called Paul Mort if, if you want to check him okay. out he's the most straight talking coach he's from Newcastle <laughs> yeah Georgia he swears all the time but I just love it. I love that masculine energy yeah. so I'm like quite soft and feminine you know it's yeah um and he, he posted something yesterday saying like every successful person has failed yeah. like lots of times to get to that level of success you've got to fail yeah and it's it's so true isn't it yeah. whereas so many of us are scared of failing me yeah. included you yeah, know and it's like all. it's so ingrained in us but actually sometimes you're failing by not trying as well yeah. <laughs> well this is it this this goes right back to the the circular life of this podcast I remember having like dreams before I started this of people just like pointing at me in the street and laughing yeah because it was like what what are you doing what is this and and then I, and then that spiraled into well, no one's going to listen anyway I don't even know why I'm bothering because it's going to be rubbish no one's going to listen <laughs> and that was what I went through but actually and then to actually make a decision on the date that I was going to do it 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 was it wasn't that I was not wanting to do it it was I was scared of doing it but what was I scared of was I scared of both the failure and the success? Like, what happens if people do like it and, and they do listen? And thankfully, people are. But it it is that funny place of of we don't want to fail, but we also are a bit unsure of what happens when we succeed. Yeah. Because we, I don't know how good we are at celebrating and taking it. You know, like you say, celebrate those wins. I love that. You know, what's been your little win of the day? Love that. Somebody mentioned that on an episode a few weeks ago, and I absolutely love that. 
but we're not great at that, are we? We're not great at saying, I'm a me- look what I did today. I know. Or, look what I've created. High five in the mirror. You know, like, <laughs> we're not so We're not good at it, are we? And well, then, do you know, if you do that three a day, though, my three wins of the day, mm. by the end of the month, that's like, what is it, three times 30? Yeah. Uh, like 90 wins, is yeah. that right? Yeah. 90 yeah. wins a yeah. month. Like, how amazing how amazing 90 wins a month over yeah. a thousand wins a year written yeah. down yeah that is building evidence isn't it that <laughs> is building evidence it is yeah that is a very good place to wrap things up so we expect everybody we expect in writing 90 wins a month <laughs> if you can you know we're just suggesting give or take 10 percent yeah. But yeah, it is. It's important. And, you know, it's brilliant what you shared and, you know, going through something like you've been through, which is so huge, but turning it into something that's really purpose driven and, you know, comes from the heart and helps other people because of where you've been is is just such an incredible thing to do so thank you but I still have my own fears like you say as well but it's it's when we normalize it's part of being human isn't it exactly when we're doing something new it is scary like it is you know yeah normalize feeling the way that we do you know Mm -hmm. do something new and feel like no one's gonna like it you're gonna fail well so what put it out there anyway what what happens if it goes well yeah you know I always remember one of my coaches saying at the start of this journey what happened because I was like oh, but what if what if I don't do well she's like but what if you do yeah and I was like that is the most powerful question so true I, again I'm hopeless with remembering where I've heard things but um that gorgeous line that someone says but what if I fail and they say but darling what if you fly yeah is it Coco Chanel or something Could like be. that <laughs> we'll check that so, out yeah. put it in the notes um, but yeah you know imagine you know if we all could could think that if we all stopped, you know, worrying about what if, what if, just just do it. And actually, some of the really um, high achieving people I've listened to have taken that step, and it's totally bombed. Mm-hmm. But then they've learned, yeah, and they've regrouped and reframed and built, and then there's something successful. So I do, I do think the failures teach us everything to be able to fly. Anyway. Absolutely. Helen Murray, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's been an absolute joy to meet you and talk to you. Oh, thanks so much for having me. I've loved it. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us on Wellbeing with Manny in conversation with, and thank you for being part of our community. It really is all for you. It's all purpose driven. And I really hope that you got something from the episode today. If you enjoyed it, please feel free to share it with anyone who you feel would benefit from hearing these open and real conversations. Please make sure that you are following and you are subscribed to make sure you never miss an episode, either on your app of choice or on YouTube. And if you can, please rate and review the channel. That would be so, so helpful because it helps other people find us. And finally, just remember that it is all about talking. It is all about sharing. So think, reach out, who will you have a conversation with? Have a fabulous week. See you next week.